Welcome to Wish Police Radio, episode number 99. This week we recorded the episode on location at the jam space of local indie rock band Greek Riots, and we had all five members of the band uh, on the show, selecting songs that relate to the randomly generated pool theme. Uh, Greek Riots have a new EP, their first EP actually, uh, called Cavalier coming out on the CD release party is November 8th at the Cavern, and you know, obviously encourage people to check that out. Uh, you can also check us out on wishpolice.com, and there's a podcast button. You go there, you can find all previous 98 episodes for free streaming and download. You can also hear us on the actual radio at 101.5 UMFM on Monday nights at 11 p.m. And you can find us on the Garbage Hill Network, which is a way to find uh, really good local independent podcasts and radio, uh, all different kinds of topics and themes. And if you go to garbagehillnetwork.com, you can find us, you can find Couchsurfing, you can find all kinds of great stuff on there, uh, all for free download, streaming, etc. So we're going to kick things off with a song off Cavalier, which is the new Greek Riots record, and enjoy the show. Thank you. 
Radio. I, I'm your regular host Sam. I'm solo hosting tonight. John's uh, I don't know what he's doing, but he's not here. Uh, so I'm in the jam space with all the member, all members of uh, Greek Riots. So thanks a lot for. I was gonna say coming, but thanks for having <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, no, no, thank you, sir. Yeah, I think this is the first time we've actually had like a five-piece band. I mean, we've have had bands that have that many people or more, but it's always been one or two representatives of the band showing up. But this is kind of cool. So uh, I think just to make any sense of it for the listener, we should maybe figure out. Who, which voice goes with which person? Oh, and, no. Okay. Uh, do we, we'll go clockwise? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. we'll start with you. What do you play yeah. and what's your name? Yeah. Uh, I'm Duncan, and I play guitar for Greek Riots. I'm Seamus. I'm the bass player. Uh, I'm Mac, and I play drums. I'm Jacques. I play rhythm guitar, and I sing in the band. Uh, I'm Brendan, and I play the keyboard slash awesome. synth. Cool. All right. Well, yeah. So we're, we're here in your jam space, which is very nice. And, uh, yeah, thanks. Thank uh, if people haven't listened to the show before, the way it works is we have a randomly generated theme word. Uh, we just punch some buttons into a computer. It gives us a random word, and that's kind of uh, kind of gives us a structure for each episode. And this week the theme is pool. So I mean, you guys can take that any way you want. <laughs> uh, we'll get into some songs in a minute, but I think first we should just talk a bit about your band, what you guys are up to. Uh, you have a new CD coming out very soon. By the time this airs, it'll probably be you know right around that time. So uh, what can you tell me about the new album? Yeah, well, uh, basically we're we're releasing it November eighth at the Cavern. Uh, so yeah, like you said, it'll probably be out already. Yeah. Uh, we're really excited for it. We're playing Somebody Language uh, and uh, Soul Hounds, okay. good friends of ours. They're great musicians. And At the Cavern. Yeah, at, at the Cavern. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'll let somebody else take it. <laughs> yeah, we've got I've a lot of said it like here. so many times, I feel like people keep asking me what it is. And I'm just like, if I break Cavern, like nine. Okay, well, what's, yeah. uh, what's the CD's yeah. called Cavalier, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, tell me about the CD. I mean, yeah, what, okay. <laughs> uh, I first heard about you guys, I guess the name first came up uh, when I saw you in the Uniter. In that you know that that Fiverr thing, yeah. which is yeah, probably yeah. Uh, seems to be, uh, I imagine you get a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> that was yeah. a pretty, it was a pretty big deal uh, for yeah. a lot of local bands. Um, yeah, especially considering that was the that, that was our first. Yeah, show, considering yeah. it was the first thing, first thing like anyone had ever heard of us yeah. at all. Really, why not? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, well, the you, the United Fiverr kind of like really thrust us into like doing it. Like it started with just me and Duncan. Okay. We just had a couple songs written, and then. We kind of like uh, applied for this United Fiber without really knowing about it. Yeah. Without kind of really rough demos. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. super rough demos, right? Yeah. But we got onto it, so we found these guys, and we just started like rehearsing right. the songs we'd already written for the okay. United Fiber. But I guess we just started like writing a lot more songs. With, we were like obvious with everybody, and yeah. that's why it's like we like our, the original idea was duo. 
But it's like, I don't know, when we were jamming together and writing together and on stage together, it, the chemistry was so good. And these yeah. guys are like awesome at what they do. <laughs> well, you guys are better at writing stuff for your part things than we could ever write them for you guys. So like, cool. yeah, no, yeah. like, the, you know, everyone's like together writing songs. And so that's how it became a five piece. So that, that wasn't but, too long ago, I guess, right? I mean, that, that was back uh, last year. Or? I think when we all started playing together was in December, oh, last wow. December. Almost yeah. a year coming yeah. yeah, it kind of puts it in perspective that like it's only been a year, and yeah. I've got our first EP coming out yeah. at the Cavern, which, I don't know, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's cool, yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, three of those songs that are on there were ones that me and Jock had written for the demo and then were vastly improved by these guys. Yeah, vastly, <laughs> vastly improved. Like, if you improved. listen to the old demo versions, which we have completely hidden from the world now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like that last scene from like Raiders of the Lost yeah, Ark yeah, where yeah. we're like pushing it down the temple. Yeah. I like listening to those demos still, honestly. I think yeah. It's yeah. cool to hear It's like, cool to see the progression. From, you know? And like what yeah. they became, yeah. 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 But um, yeah, we, and then and then Monroeville we wrote with these guys okay. like that was like yeah. and that's our kind of like our lead single off it because I think it's most representative of how the band actually sounds now. Cool. Because it's like all of us, not just the yeah. way me and Jock wrote before. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I, like after the Uniter, we basically were like, obviously the next step is to record something, right? And yeah. we kind of were like toying with the original idea of us being DIY, even some of the original like. Uh, articles on us and interviews yeah. we did. We were we, kind of talking about DIY, yeah, but just like plugging into like a computer in the basement and going. Yeah, I think I read some of those actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, but did not work yeah. out exactly the just way we like wanted going it to. The complete opposite direction. <laughs> and yeah. then we went for like super produced yeah. sounding, yeah, like very clean, very like yeah, professionally. Yeah. Actually, if Mac, if you want to tell him, yeah, yeah. Mac's the um, one who got okay. us. Okay, so my my um my dad and my uncles have been playing in a band together for like thirty years or so. Oh. Um, what band? Uh, they're called. They have a bunch of names: The Fuse, uh, Jeffrey Hatcher, and The Big Beat. Um, a bunch of <laughs> yeah. bunch of Winnipeg bands. Um, but they they still play music together all the time. And they record stuff. Um, so they've been conversing like via email with oh, this cool. guy named Ron Obvious, who was a big like uh, producer back in the '80s and stuff. And he lives in Gimli, and he has like a mobile recording okay. unit. So he just like goes wherever. Anyway, so they never never actually like met him before. But I talked to them and I was like, "Oh, can we like give him uh, the email or whatever?" And um, so yeah, and just uh, got a hold of him. He came down, cool. listened to us play, and then yeah, here we are. And is the album is the album self released or is it uh, coming? Are you working with a label or anything? Like that? It is no, self released. It's yeah. completely one hundred percent us and Ron, pretty much. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like he taught us so much about like music. Well, yeah, like, how to record, songwriting. how to like structure songs, yeah. how to like. Like, Make things push those things to like the next level, you know. Yeah. And it, just, yeah. it's, it was amazing to work That's with cool. him for our first. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. yeah, yeah, we yeah. like instead of like referring to him as the guy who's doing our album, we like called him Sensei sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, and like so many of those like Ron things that only Ron says, like expensive notes. Anytime yeah. you do anything flashy, called it expensive notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or or yeah, using air quotes for like literally the most inappropriate things ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really hope he never hears. <laughs> I know, right? No, no, no. Like it's all it's all out of like it a good place. Yeah, no, it's because we love him. Like. Like, and now we do all this stuff too, which yeah, is the best yeah. part. It's just like when you have like a really sort of integral teacher in your life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you just start doing the mannerisms. Yeah. I really like I really honestly would use the term like mentor. Like he was yeah. the Obi-Wan to our Luke Skywalker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So did you, had you guys had you guys been in bands before this that had done anything notable or was it just kind of was this your first like kind of big Well attempted? me and Jacques were in a band together and Seamus near the tail end of the band was uh, we had a band called Screaming at Traffic. Okay. Um, which I don't know. I guess we never really did anything notable. Yeah, we, not like, really. We, like notable wouldn't be the word to right. <laughs> Like we yeah. played yeah. like a lot. Yeah, and, and some... we that band existed for I guess what like three or four years. Yeah, it was um, a it was a while. And uh, I think probably the most notable thing we ever did was win the 
Battle of the Bands at the Potato Festival in Port Prairie. Yeah, which we got to open up for Aaron. Yeah, we opened up for Aaron Pritchett, and we were like oh, yeah, a yeah, punk yeah. band kind of, yeah. and it yeah. was just like the most like inappropriate. And, line of you, music. Like, and one of the most disappointing shows we ever played because like just as we were going on stage, it started raining, and then like there was this huge field that probably could have sat like thousands of people, but Wait, we were just playing to like my mom. That <laughs> 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 yeah, was pretty awesome. Awesome. Cool. Okay, well, I do want to talk to you guys more about, about your music and the EP and everything, but, we're, you know, as the show works, we have the songs that kind of break everything up and yeah. get us moving. So, uh, the theme is pool. I mean, I guess you could go pretty much any way you want with that. There's the, you know, there's the swimming pool thing. There's the you know, pool like that, as in the yeah. game. Um, I'm going to go with the swimming pool thing. The first thing that came to mind for me uh, was a song called Swim by Fishbone. I don't know if any of you guys are Fishbone fans, but uh, I, I played them on the show a bunch of times before, and, um, like... Basically, for the most part, they're a funk band. I mean, they play a lot of ska and reggae as well, but they were really heavy, heavy funk influence. And then around 93, which is when this song came out, uh, for whatever reason, they decided to get really, really heavy. So this is like a... They had like they album, uh, Give a Monkey a Brain, and you'll swear he's the center of the universe. It's almost a metal album. Like, there's a couple funk songs on it, but it's super, super crazy heavy. And this song's called Swim, and it's like bizarre because it's a funk band playing and there's little elements of funk you still hear in it, but it's heavy. Nice. Right, right. right. So it's called Swim. Fishbone's one of my favorite bands, so let's check it out. Here we go. <laughs>
his drink. Stroking like that, y'all. Uh, come on. Pop. And ran full speed ahead into each other. Pop, pop. Got up and they was boom, fighting. I was like, well, damn. Yeah, I can get into this. This how you do it? Pow. Pip. You know? I was grabbing nuts, yeah, slam dance on this one. Alright, that was uh, Swim by Fishbone, so that sounds, sounds like it was the first time you guys all hearing, uh... Dude, that, <laughs> that was, that was, that was sweet. That was awesome, man. <laughs> I almost punched a hole through the wall <laughs> halfway through that. Yeah, it's weird, because that's the only... Like, these guys have been yeah, around that's since... that's not your usual Fishbone. No, that's no. craziness, yeah. And they've been around since, like, I don't know, I think it's like 79. Some really, they've been around for a long time. And that's the only album they put on a major label, was that one, which is weird, because it's totally not represented. I mean, some of it is, but uh, yeah. a lot of the songs are like that, and it's not representative at all, but they sound like so... It's kind of cool. I don't know. Um, yeah. yeah, you said they were a funk band, and it kind of sounds like Rage Against the Machine meets like Public Enemy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, it's the right time frame for both of those, right? Because this is 93, so... Yeah, exactly. I think that the reasons that this happened... I mean, this could be total bullshit, I'm, but this is just my idea of what, why they switched to that sound, is because, like, um, I guess they were really heavily ripped off by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, back ah. in the day. And the Chili Peppers even had a song when their early albums about Fishbone and how great they are. And, like, they just completely stole their sound. But the Chili Peppers are white, so they ended up getting a lot more success. I mean, there's a documentary about Fishbone that came out recently, and it's the two, two only only two guys left in the band from the original lineup, and they hate each other and the, they're on the <laughs> and everything. And it seems like they just kind of got passed over when a, a yeah. few other bands, like the Chili Peppers being a big example, who completely ripped them off, became, like, really successful. So I think they just uh, kind of were like, well, fuck this. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this, like, this we're just going to we, make the heaviest thing. thing. We, yeah, yeah, this thing we started doing is now a bunch of other bands have taken it and kind of, like, gotten famous from it. So we're going to completely go the other way. And they were also doing, like, Lollapalooza and stuff at this time, too. So I think it was, like, they're playing with a lot of heavier bands. And a lot yeah, of yeah, yeah, the 90s Lollapalooza yeah. scene yeah, yeah. was definitely a lot of heavier. For sure. So I think it was yeah. just like that. And, I mean, you know, album to album, there's definitely different influences, but it's, it's weird to hear this because... Uh, they have one guy who was in their band at the time too, and he writes like crazy pop songs. Like they're they're super super like radio friendly and everything. And then the other guy is the band is super insane, and he like uh, he writes just weird songs about toilets and stuff. <laughs> and so this is like a, it's a bizarre mission. I, I really like it though. It's yeah, it was yeah. Uh, like, and fits the pool thing. I mean, he says you know the pool's open right early in the song. It's called swim. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it definitely works. It's gonna be a lot better than mine when I explain. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that's, yeah. So that's the that was the first pick, but. Uh, Talking about your, your music again, like we were before, um, one thing I like to always ask people on the show, um, especially if they're local bands, I mean, we, we occasionally have bands from town and stuff on, but, uh, like, you guys have the album coming out, and nowadays, you're putting out a CD, right? Nowadays, a lot of people don't even bother with CDs, like, what was the decision behind doing that? Because I know some bands will just completely skip that and just go digital only, or go digital and vinyl, or even digital and tape in some cases, like, was CD something you wanted to do? Uh, I think... I think the CD was something we wanted to do just for like for the pure, like pure fact of just being able to like have, have a, yeah, a CD. Yeah. Like I still yeah, really I enjoy that. like CDs, right? Yeah. I think I don't know. I, like, and yeah. I don't know. I like I personally I still buy CDs. Yeah, yeah. When a band like when a band puts out an album that I really like, I will buy it. You know, like yeah. sure, yeah. So, I like just like the novelty of like opening the box, a box oh, right? Sure, like, yeah. That was the best feeling ever. Opening that box of CDs. Then, yeah, that was yeah. my favorite thing. Yep. Yeah, sorry guys. <laughs> that's, that's totally okay. I mean, like, that's probably the same thing for me. It's just kind of the selfish aspect of, like, I want to have something. Yeah. I want to park it on the wall and open it up and say it's mine. And also looking at it from, like, the practical perspective, an EP especially, like, just a four-track thing, it's just yeah. something to, like, yeah. give to people and be like, hey, no pressure, but, sure, like, yeah, yeah. check yeah. this out. If you like, like it, then, like, come see us. Yeah, because realistically, more digital copies are going to move. Yeah. Um, vinyl, like a lot of people would buy vinyl for the novelty of it, but they're expensive. They're crazy expensive. Yeah. And then, yeah. I don't know, like, I'm not hip enough to make a tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. No. 
<laughs> well, it's when the tape thing is weird. Did the, the tape come back? Like, I mean, I don't know how old you guys are, but like, uh, how, what are you guys? All around 20. Oh, like, okay, yeah, yeah, so you guys, I'm like 10 years older than you guys. Yeah. And, um, so like, I, when I was in bands, like, you know, when I was your age and... I, I was your age, sound like uh, <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah, we, like, 10 years ago. Yeah, we would make tapes only because we couldn't afford to, like, CDs were, CDRs, no one wanted them anymore because, you know, they scratch easily and stuff. Yeah. And then vinyl was, like, totally out of, out of anyone's price range. So, yeah, tapes were like, hey, this is cheap. We can go buy them at the dollar store, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and dump at home. And then now it's weird. Tapes made this crazy comeback. Yeah, yeah like, you know, vampires had a tape. Yeah, like, they did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. surprise party did it. Zags did it too. All of those bands have been on our show before. I think so. A lot of bands are doing it. Yeah. There's a tongue twister. Rural. Alberta advantage. Oh yeah, I think it's. A, I don't know. Like, it's kind of cool for the novelty, I guess. Like, I don't think it would really fit with like us. Like, you know, like getting a tape, like kind of the crowd that we play to. I don't right. know if they would be as like jazzed on like, being like sweet a tape. Yeah, yeah. Well, but it's, I, it's I, funny because like when I was uh, ta- talking to you guys before coming here. Uh, about what I could bring in terms of format. Yeah. Like I had that Fishbone album on tape. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I have like all this stuff, like I basically just inherited like my mom and dad's like old stereo setup and record yeah, yeah. and tape collection. Cool. And, like, yeah. like, yeah, I have the ability to play like tapes and CDs and vinyls like, like you know, on my parents' systems and stuff like that. I can't afford stuff like that. Yeah, myself, yeah, you know? For sure, yeah. I, like, yeah, I have my, I have all my old stuff. I've actually, it's funny that you mentioned I've started collecting tapes again, or like just kind of picking them up occasionally because they're cheap. Yeah, like yeah. walking anywhere and like. Oh yeah, was, you can buy like a really good tape for like a buck. And I was, yeah. growing, <laughs> and I was yeah. growing up and listening to music. Like I like tapes because you couldn't skip anything. You had to like listen to the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's, uh, that's the benefit. Yeah, you, and like yeah. I do remember, like even when I was younger, my first little like music playing yeah. device was a little like yeah. tape oh, yeah. walkman. Oh, like, yeah, my brother was so cool with my little. Tape. Oh man, yeah. you were. Don't. <laughs> 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 I remember having like a weird owl tape like when I was yeah. younger. Well, no, I remember a lot of the, like the best bands I ever heard were like from like tapes that my parents made in like the early 90s and like mid late 80s that like my mom had like this huge box of them and my dad had a tape player and so like when I was first learning how to play guitar it was like Rage Against the Machine that made me want to play guitar. Yeah. And then I was like listening to all this stuff and I was like oh what else should I listen to so I was like looking at YouTube interviews with Tom Morello and he was talking about like Led Zeppelin yeah, and all yeah, these yeah. crazy blues players. And I asked my dad if he had any CDs. He's like, well, I've got them on vinyl, but my thing doesn't work. He's like, well, just take your mom's box of tapes. So I just started plugging in all these tapes. And that's how I found, like, half the music I listen to now is from these tapes that my parents made in the 80s and 90s. That's cool. Which is, like, the hippest thing I think I've ever said in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what is your audience, then? Like, what are you saying in the tapes maybe aren't... Uh... Well, I I, I I don't know if it's like well right now our audience is like our friends and our well, of moms. Of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's I feel like we're still like kind of finding out, you know. Like like Seamus said earlier, and like you mentioned, yeah. like we haven't actually been around that long, yeah. and we're like I don't know, still kind of like feeling out like who really like likes us. Yeah, yeah. And we're like still, I think, kind of figuring out like where we kind of fit in the scene at least a little bit. Yeah, because you right. know, like you, because you got like that kind of like folky, like pop folk stuff, sure. or that like folk indie, you know, like I mean, and then there's like that kind of like darker stuff, like you know, like like vampires, like you're yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, like like, like vampires are nature, huh? Like the gloom rock, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and then a... and then there's like that kind of shoegazy stuff that's out there, and then there's like the pop punk bands, but like I don't know where we fit in them. Yeah, 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 we're, we're still. still... Sorry, go no, ahead. no, you. Yeah. Go ahead. I was just saying there are some like really apparent niches in Winnipeg for the music scene. Yeah, and it's just it is kind of difficult trying to figure out where exactly we do fit in. Because like we're in the middle of some of those things, but like we're never like I don't know exactly where yeah, we well, fit in. Yeah, well, it's another yet. thing when you're making music too. Like you're so close to the art, you can't really 
Like, Wait, yeah, we can't differentiate. Like, yeah. We actually have no idea what we really sound like. Yeah. yeah. Like, people ask me all the time, oh, what, like, what kind of music do you play? Yeah. I don't know. I always say indie rock because it's so new. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, it's just it's like a great like, umbrella term. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because I see indie rock, like, before I heard you guys, I remember reading the thing in the United again, and it's like, oh, yeah, the indie rock band. Okay, what does that mean? Exactly. Nobody knows. I don't think Because they'll pick it up, but they won't question what it is. I like indie rock. Yeah. But it's, like, great. There's so many different, like, Spectrum because yeah. you're just instantly rock. associated in your brain to whatever indie rock well, you, you like, actually yeah, like. Totally yeah. yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's beautiful. I love that term. <laughs> so it was a marketing tactic the whole time. Dun, uh, dun, dun. Well, it's like it was like in the '90s, just like being like I'm Drudge. an alternative band. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. Everything Ooh. was alternative. Yeah, yeah. 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 Alternative doesn't seem to even exist as a genre anymore. No, you can't alternative. Go, you can't, you it, it refers no, to indie rock. Yeah, yeah. You used to go to HMV or whatever, and there'd be an alternative section. It was the biggest section of the store. Now it's like. There's not even an indie rock section. Yeah. There's yeah. not even any CDs anymore. Yeah. 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 HMV. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that's that place where you buy DVDs and crappy T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I have posters. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah they started shelling. selling vinyl now though. HMV. Oh, yeah. Really? Like, oh, yeah. Eventually, oh, yeah. Tapes, yeah. it'll be tapes again eventually. Yeah, they'll be on the bandwagon. Yeah. Right? Sure. Hey, they're gang with the times. I yeah. Mean. yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Vinyl and Game of Thrones mugs. It'll be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Everything you need. Awesome. All right. Well, do you want to? Oh, yeah, thing. sure. Okay, so mine's a... Uh, I decided to go with something a little more classic. Okay. <clears throat> I'm doing um, Get Off My Cloud by the Stones uh, because the first thing I thought of when I heard Pool was... Uh, actually, I thought of like the ocean with Led Zeppelin. Okay. But then I was like, yeah, it's like, not really a pool. And then I remember that Brian Jones died in a pool. That's right, yeah. The, 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 the original yeah, guitar yeah, player, yeah. yeah. And uh, that is my favorite song from when he was still in the band. So yeah, cool. Get Off My Cloud by the Rolling Stones. That works pretty well. Yeah. Awesome.
Alright, those are Rolling Stones. So yeah. I, I like the connection. It's good. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Always good to be morbid on the show. That's right, guys. So yeah, that's cool. It sounds like you're. You seem like you're a big fan. Oh yeah, I like. Oh, I'm all about the like classic rock stuff. I love it. <laughs> you're kind of a resident like classic rock 101 sort of person. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, yeah. Well, what do you guys kind of like? I mean, is there anything collectively that you guys listen to that kind of informs? What you play? I mean, indie rock. Indie rock. I think. So I think. Different. Yeah, I do think. Like, we do have like a lot of similar bands and stuff. Like, like I, I think, think, like more like individually though, not like all five of us together. I think we all touch base on certain things, but like other not different. All yeah, like, it's like, probably a good thing, I guess. Yeah. yeah, like you, Seamus and Mac, you guys connect really on like the metal stuff, and I guess you, you too, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you bet. <laughs> uh, me and like. Me and Dungan connect on a lot of like, like the kind of punk here, yeah, yeah, like punk like, and like that, like kind of like, uh, well, I hate to say it again, but like indie rock stuff, you know, yeah, like, yeah, and like, like I, I know Brendan and me and Duncan are really big fans of like Two Door Cinema Club and like oh, Said the oh, Whale, and yeah, yeah. And then like I know that me and Seamus hit it together like on like classic rock stuff, and, yeah. and same with Mac, like with like you know like that Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Rage yeah. as well, yeah, Rage, Rage and Rage, like all that like ninety yeah. stuff. Like, like, I mean, um, like uh, I know you and me at least like Guns N' Roses. Yeah, I mean, yeah anything, Seamus, anything yeah, involving yeah. riffs. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like me, Mac, and Duncan all have like a really healthy respect for rap. Also, yeah, yeah. I, I guess Brendan as well. I just kind of like coast under the radar with a musical yeah. <laughs> But I mean like, yeah, no, me and Mac with uh, Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang. Yeah, Wu-Tang. You know, we, we did a whole episode that was just entirely Wu-Tang stuff. That's oh, amazing. Nice. So it's definitely always welcome on the show. Oh, yeah. see oh, okay. was gonna play it today. Oh god, I wish I could think of something. I wish I could think of anything though. I actually kind of thought you might bring up Wu-Tang. I couldn't think of anything like that. Didn't we talk about doing a rap song once? Yeah, yeah. I'm still determined. Yeah, I want to I wanted like straight up make like a crazy Tom Morello purely effects rap with like she was just doing like some crazy bass line and just make a crazy rap song what kind of bass line can you do yeah, that's, dun, dun, that's how it sounds it goes like that's exactly how it goes like i was thinking about it like why we have so much trouble like figuring out what genre even are just because everyone's influences are so different yeah yeah i mean and it like pulls in certain directions more certain like like depending on the song too yeah it's not like it doesn't even come off as a mess though because like when i said that in my head i pictured like some patchwork frankenstein's monster of music but yeah it's not though right i don't know i feel like it comes together like fairly gracefully yeah everyone's got like pretty diverse influences but we also all I'd like to think have a sense of like how to write a good song. Yeah, yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah. none of us want to like take because you got like what like yeah. classic rock for Duncan, and then you two are like a lot more punk. Mm. I'm classically trained, and Max got like what Bone Thugs and Harmony <laughs> on his <laughs> drum. Yeah. Well, yeah, because we have like a metal hip hop drummer, classic rock guitar, kind of punk. Like was Seamus kind of punk, punk with like Jacques? Yeah, even more punk with Jacques, yeah, and like yeah. that folk stuff you're into too. Yeah, which comes like really comes through with this yeah. band more than it ever did with SAT. And then yeah, like and then like Brendan's like never played in a band in my whole life. Yeah, yeah. it was like like when what was it the uh, what do they call that the conservatory? Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah I used to yeah. I used to perform in the like I think it was either Manitoba. It was a long time ago. I played competitively for like scholarships and oh, cool grants yeah. for lessons. I um, played classically for a few years. So it's not like you've never been on stage. You've just never been in a band. How did like, you get into this then? How did this? Uh, I got drunk a lot and told Duncan that he needed a keyboardist. <laughs> That was actually how it happened. Like yes. there were five separate occasions I can count where it's like three in the morning and we're both Gunned. hammered. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what you guys need is a keyboardist. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no, we'll talk about it. 
The funniest thing too is you just thought I was so bad, like you had no. I, I was so I had no, I'd never heard of play piano yeah. once in my life, and like he was coming down to practice, and me and Chuck were both like, "Oh man, I hope he's not shit. I hope don't want to be mean to this kid." <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't the, like I was like that. Yeah, I've heard him play piano before. For me, I was just like, "Oh, like." Because, like we said, like, when we started, it was just, like, this duo thing, right? Yeah. And we were like, oh, man, I wonder how, like, piano is going to fit into this. Mm. And honestly, like, at this point, I think it's one of, like, the most, like, is what gives us our sound. Like, yes. one of the higher parts that, like, really Feet pulls us apart. From <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we might uh, be struggling. I mean, he sucks. Like, <laughs> nobody likes him. But, yeah, like, that... I don't really want to stroke his ego too much. I really don't want to stroke his ego too much. But, <laughs> I mean, that is something that, like, is kind of different. Like, it, when I've been, like, listening to the EP, because yeah. I will do that from time to time, and, like, I'll hear, like, this classical piano, and I'm like, not something yeah. you really hear a lot. So I think that's something that makes us, like, pretty I, unique. I, yeah, yeah, it's think, cool, yeah. yeah, it's good. And we do, like, really cool counter melodies. That's, like, one of the things that, like, that... Yeah, that, um, it's a shame, too, because, yeah. like, we spend so much time working on the EP that we're releasing now, and we've already got so much new material that's not, like entirely different but a bit Better. more yeah advanced like so then, like then next aware. Yeah. the but next like, cd is gonna be like i'm so, i'm already stoked to like start yeah, yeah, because we've all like we're already, already talking about so much. uh the next ep yeah. right just like keep putting yeah. stuff out right like and that's another thing we can use to combat like the whole like digital era is we just keep pumping out music yeah. and oh is it rivers cuomo like the lead guitar yeah. player singer for uh weezer yeah. yeah i remember reading in a guitar world magazine thing like back in like, 2008 he was saying like People don't want big, crazy, flashy albums. They want content. They just want as much as they can get. Yeah, totally. yeah. And, and so, good. like, and yeah, good. Yeah. Don't just, like, write something to fill an album. Like, write yeah. a bunch of content, take your best songs, and compress it. And yeah. then release that as often as and you possibly can. I think can. that's one of the benefits, too, of, like, releasing an EP, right? Like, because you really, like, you cut it down to, like, your five yeah. best songs. So you could write, like, 20 different songs, and you could record all of them. Totally. Or you could shave down the fat and, like, have... Like five songs five coming out awesome every six songs. months. You can yeah. keep doing EPs, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. that's another thing about CDs too is like having that sort of like, like when you're talking about why have CDs. Yeah. In my mind, was like that sort of more immediate exchange of media. Totally. Like someone's like, "Do you guys have a CD?" And you're like, "Why, yes." Yeah. And then you, when you hand it to them, it's a lot more real than when they like. Oh, yeah, you don't want yeah, to be like, like, like. There's yeah. an intimacy about it. Yeah, yeah it's not like, like, well, do you have some paper? Like, uh, let me write down our Bandcamp address, and then yeah. you can, like get a PayPal account, and then you can forward us the money, and then you can download it. But I really hope that you can play M4As on your computer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, it's like that, and also like losing that sort of like human element of trying to like play music because performing is awesome, but when it comes yeah. to like a lot of people aren't going to make it out to your shows, right? You want that kind of reach for sure. Like we had someone in what what was it Brazil download one of our songs? Yeah, and it would just be like I I find like having a CD and just like solid media is a lot more intimate. I suppose yeah. is for what sure. I'm yeah, to no, say. I agree. I agree. With you. I still have a ton of CDs and yeah. records yeah. and tapes. Well, it's the same thing like buying T-shirts and stuff like that. Like you're just like yes, I'm now part of this band's like uh, right, thing. Right, you know, yeah, you're for sure yeah. a fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're like under whole, the umbrella. You know, there's also a whole thing like a lot of people just like kind of collect local music, or yeah, especially especially yeah. like people in other bands. I know sure. I know who just like collect local CDs. And I'm like. I want yeah. to be part of your collection, so I gotta have something. Yeah, yeah, that's, the, yeah. that's a really weird part about the Winnipeg scene is that every single person who goes out to see local shows are in a local band. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like another thing is like if I'm gonna take their music, like I don't want to download off Bandcamp. Like I want to be able to like approach the artist yeah, who yeah, made this definitely. and like have a conversation, and I like I want to be able to do that for people who would like our music too. Yeah, like I'm yeah. actually like stoked for the part of the EP release where we get to sit at the merch table like talking to people. Yeah, that's, that's gonna cool. be sweet. Definitely that's gonna be fun. moderation. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah we'll, we'll yeah, see. Let's go on to another song. This is interesting, yeah. but I don't want to. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, what do you got here? You got well, the song I uh, got was a Dose of Thunder by The Replacements cool. off their album in uh, 1999, was it right? 
Oh, I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, well... Uh, their also, best album, for sure. It was, it was their best album, released in a year, called uh, <laughs> Tim. And uh, the song is Dose of Thunder. Uh, the only real connection is... Uh, to pool is the line is like the first lyric is rolling down the pool hall looking for an eight ball and he's probably talking about cocaine but <laughs> yeah. it's still a connection and any and you're going to a different kind of pool too like we went with the swimming pool yeah and, yeah like, exactly and like any kind of chance uh, I could go the other direction with pool any chance I really get to like talk about or play the replacements like I'll take they're one of my favorite bands of all time cool. and one of the biggest influences on me personally awesome let's check it out. Those are replacements. So yeah, you went the other direction with pool, but that's cool. So yeah, exactly. You can go any way you want with this stuff. Yeah, show the versatility of the word. I, I was originally gonna yes. do the song "Shooting Dirty Pool," which is like all about that. But Jacques pointed out there's a better replacement song that references that, so <laughs> I just took it and ran with it because I completely forgot about that lyric. Yeah, not that shooting "Shooting Dirty Pool" is a bad song, but just Tim. 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 It's Tim a great is, album. Is an amazing album. There's literally not a bad track on there. I think. Yeah, a cool choice. Mm. Works for the things for you. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, we had like that really good discussion going on about stuff uh, before we started the song, and now it's like, oh, how do we get? <laughs> we <should laughs> yeah, just kept we talking. talking about, yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah. just like the like, different like yeah. music, and then it kind of rolled into 
the EP universe yeah. and like the oh yeah. The One thing I wanted to say though is like uh, about the keyboards that we were talking about. You know, having big when they had to do as a keyboard player. Um, I think that it seems like bands nowadays they all have keyboard players. Like I remember when you know maybe 10, 15 years ago nobody had a keyboard player. It was it was really weird to see, and now everybody. I mean, it definitely adds another layer to sound, and a lot, so a lot of bands definitely benefit from it. But I think it's like oh, even earlier too, like the nineties, like there was very few. I mean. Not that you guys are a heavy band, but like in louder bands that, that had keyboard players. Yeah. Band. Well, I've even noticed like in like metal, there's yeah, a really they, big like yeah. synth boom For sure, yeah. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's cool. It's just, it's yeah, just yeah. Like, suddenly like yeah. all over the place. Yeah. It's like trying to find a way to use the instrument without softening the sound too much. Yeah. 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 For, sure. For sure. And I think, uh, I don't know, this might just be me, be me like talking out of my ass because I don't really know too much about <laughs> keyboards or synth at all. Yeah. But I mean, with like developing technology, like the synth is a pretty technical instrument. So I feel like with like developing technology, there's just like a lot more you can do with it nowadays yeah, it's like than there was in the nineties. Sure, yeah. That's like yeah, Flynn or Brendan just added a synth to his uh, little stack here. So we just had keyboard before, yeah. and now we have this cool. big crazy yeah, monster. We're starting to experiment with it, which is kind of it's really funny sometimes because the yeah, presets like, are just gone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a completely different instrument too. Right? Yeah. Like, like I mean, it has keys, but apart from that, it's like not even the same thing. Yeah, well, that's just like how you make the sound, but all of yeah. the presets and the different like. Mm. Audio wavelengths just blows my mind. It's like learning a new instrument. Yeah. Not that it's like super difficult because I was familiar with it before I bought it, but it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You, you guys are eventually going to end up having like seven keyboards and this Yeah, all of us are going to be playing happen. keyboards actually. Yeah. Yeah. Just just everyone the side. Like, like, yeah, like, just wearing like sequence coats with the colors popped out. Did you ever see that video where that guy's got like this <laughs> round table and it's just like a keyboard all the way around and he's just like spinning around playing stuff? That seems like so unnecessary. <laughs> no, it's like, it's the most yeah. gratuitous thing I've ever seen, but just for the novelty of it and watching it, I was like, nice. This isn't that good, but it looks impressive. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I mean, like, I think keyboards are taking, like, a pretty dominant role, especially since, yeah. like, it seems like the new thing, like, a lot of rock music is uh, a lot of people taking from, like, the 80s, like, New Order and Joy oh, Division. Sure, yeah. New, like, yeah, yeah. new Wave, New Wave. I love New Wave. New Wave has <laughs> totally come back, Absolutely. and, like, even though they're one of my favorite bands as well, I blame Metric a big part for bringing that like into the mainstream completely. Right, right. And like it's a good thing, but you're right, it is like a pretty dominant thing nowadays. Yeah, yeah. It's a, like it's just like any other instrument, though, right? It's like depending on how you use it, right? Like yeah. you ever like how many bands have guitarists and singers oh, yeah, course, and bass yeah, players, yeah. right? Like I I think it's great. Like I love just the way a piano sounds. Even. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And it's really versatile and can really fill up a like a sound, especially live like. The biggest thing, sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh, oh just like the fact that it like can do like these big like chirpy melodies while still feel, like helping fill up the low end yeah. even more. And like I mean that it makes it so that like Jacques can like literally just sit there with his like rhythm guitar hanging off his shoulders while he fills up the low end with Seamus and me and yeah, him both yeah. fill up the high end melodies. Yeah, it's like all that's ridiculous. Tone, it's not like making anyone be like yeah unnecessary. Yeah, yeah no, but it just, I mean, I'm just saying it like it just fills up a sound yeah. really well. Oh, totally. Yeah, I was just thinking about like how we've seen a few bands that sort of like over or underutilize their keyboards. As well. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, but, like bands that only chord and don't add any like. Yeah, that was like yeah. just have a keyboard player was... just to have it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or and people they... who are just like, this is keyboard time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We are not just like deep purple. Oh god. I was just gonna say like how like not necessarily difficult but like challenging and I find it really enjoyable is trying to find like. Because we both play a lot of high end and melodies. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, so we do a lot of counter like, melodies too, like like bouncing off each other, yeah, and, like, like shaking each other. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's uh, my favorite part. It always reminds me of like trying to like put together a puzzle. I love doing it. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's cool too because he goes like like Flynn's like ninety percent technique, 
and I'm like probably 90% feel when it comes to like those kind of high-end like leads and solos and stuff. Yeah, like I'll rehearse like every single solo that I have yeah. until I have it in my head perfectly. And I'll and just make it up like, on the spot. <laughs> yeah, you'll have like two or three places that you want to come back to and then you're just like, ah, screw it. I feel yeah. like that's a, re a really good combination. A lot of bands that, a lot, a lot of really good bands like tend to have a couple people or one or two with like a ton and ton of technical knowledge and someone who just kind of jumps into it and like because you if you have everyone who's just kind of doing it on the fly and, and or like you know uh, is I don't want to say amateurish I'm not mm. yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. but you know what I mean like someone who's just coming to it with a different kind of background and then you have a bunch of people who are like you know classically trained very very uh, musically adept like it usually works well but if everyone's kind of sloppy it just kind of sounds sloppy yeah. but you got the good mix it kind of like the yeah one end kind of holds the other one on and then it switches the other yeah, end yeah I think like the technicality of it can like yeah. really be like an anchor yeah yeah. and like kind of keep you centered because like a lot I totally 100% personally I'm like I play off feel I like always played by ear like yeah. every instrument I've ever played has been like pretty much yeah. self-taught and by yeah. ear but I do like really appreciate having people in the band who are like a lot more technically savvy yeah. than I am. And see that's the thing is like I like I have a really sloppy technique but I have lots of, like me and Flynn are the ones who know the music theory right. like yeah. top to bottom but I like my technique is the sloppiest thing on earth yeah. like it like, strikes a really nice balance is I think what yeah. I find yeah. like having that sort of like 50% passion like 50% yeah. sort of professionalism. Yeah, head versus heart kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Sure. Like, that's, yeah. like, just, like, can be said for anything in life, but especially in music when it's, like... Yeah. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but actually, are you, like... Are, have you taken drum lessons and stuff? Because I've always thought I, of you uh, as a pretty technical drummer. I, uh, I was in band in grade 8 for a week, and I quit. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. That's so extensive training. Yeah. 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 Just completely self-taught. I've never. I don't know how to read music. I don't know how to do any of that stuff at all. No. Uh, oh. man. See, I don't know how to read music. Yeah. But I, I learned uh, music theory out of books after I realized that all the shredders like Steve Vai and shit knew that stuff. So I was like, Whoop, I gotta catch up. Yeah. <laughs> so then I learned my scales. I just learned like my dad's a drummer. Like he he I, he's the reason I started playing and stuff. And um, other than that, like I used to play like only like I was just metal music. Yeah. You know, I was like totally all about playing metal. So like. That's a lot of speed sure, and, like, yeah. technique and stuff. Not a lot of, like, I kind of realize now that it's it's kind of limited in the fact that it's, like, it's a lot about speed and um, technicality, I guess. But there's a lot to be said about, like, keeping things simple at certain yeah. times and um, just playing to the music as opposed to, like, overplaying. And that's mm -hmm. something that I've had to, like, learn. Because I've never really played in a band like this before. I've played yeah. with people playing, like, metal and stuff. And for me to, like like downsize my kits, you know, no double kicks and yeah, all yeah, that I stuff so, anymore. Yeah. Like it was a it was like playing the instrument again for the first time, you know? So that was really cool. Actually, really interesting though, right? learning learning how to do that. Um, yeah. That's cool. Like with Ron, uh, learning like I was actually going to give you this one because I don't really think I'll do it justice, but sort of like relearning the simplicity of your instrument and not trying to show off. Yeah. Like, yeah. Piece of well, okay. Yeah. And I think anybody who's ever been in the band can like attest mm. to this is like when you first start a new band, it doesn't matter how long, like how long you've played your instrument. The new band is like you come in, guns are blazing. You're yeah. like kicking down the door, Schwarzenegger style. Like, <laughs> yeah. check this out, bitches. Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. See, I did the complete opposite with this band because I was such I wanked like so much. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be Jimmy Page. I'm gonna solo every 30 seconds. Every riff I play is this Duncan riff. And then I like toned everything way back. And yeah. then Ron was like, Duncan, you're just playing the same thing Jock is. I'm like, yeah, I'm just trying to, like... Actually, like, yeah. Like, play Dun leads. Play leads, you idiot. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, Ron, like, yeah. Duncan was, like, the only person that he really, like, told to, like, make it more complicated. Because oh, yeah. the rest of us were like, 
you know, trying to fit everything in. And it's like, it's weird when you're playing live, mm. certain things will work. For sure. yeah. But like yeah. one of the really important things I think that Ron taught us was like, you got to keep somebody's attention through like a little speaker, right? Like yeah. they don't have the live aspect. They might be listening on the laptop. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, exactly. Like if you're trying to do so much, like it'll real like the sound is muddled. Like it, yeah. it, if you listen to like bands that are trying to do like a billion different things at once. All in the same register was the big thing. He always made me play way higher up the neck. He's like, raise that up an octave. Yeah, and he did the same thing really, to like, uh, Brendan, too. Yeah, he called it Durso because I was playing like just around middle C for my right hand. Yeah. And it was just getting super lost in the mix. Yeah. Because yeah. I also, like, I did like playing complicated things, but I didn't want to step on any toes because yeah, yeah. I was super tentative because I, like, nope. like I said, made myself necessary to the band. To, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then when I got here, I was like, I don't belong. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's go to another song. Yeah, sure. Uh, this is mine. It's super convoluted. Super convoluted <laughs> and like, <laughs> I'm a dink. So, uh, this is uh, the song Banquet by Block Party. It's uh, off their first album, Silent Alarm. And this is how I'm going to trace it back. I might need diagrams and shit. But, um, I'll get you a pie chart. Yeah. So, they recorded their second album, Intimacy. And to promote it, they came out with this uh, live online documentary called Live and Intimate. Okay. And they played a bunch of the Intimacy songs, as well as Banquet, in the studio that they recorded it in, which was called The Pool. That works? I did some extensive research for this. I like the connection. Let's check it out. Block party. Alright, yeah. So this
All right, so it was this block party. It's pretty good. I like that. I like the uh, connection. Yeah, options. yeah. I like. Oh man, there were so many like options I was going with, and I was like, I want to be super clever, but like. <laughs> I can't think of anything, and then, like, yeah. I was kind of, like, tossing up the idea of doing one of those old-school punk bands and being like, they used to skate the pools, man. It works, I guess, <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that Is was, like, that the, like, weakest link I could have made. Yeah. But, yeah, no. Block party. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. I like, uh, it's sometimes depending on what the theme is, like, cause it's random, right? Like, we actually just do whatever the computer spits out at us. And sometimes right. it's pretty much impossible to, like, I mean, pool, I think there's a lot of ways people could go kind of directly mm -hmm. back, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. But yeah, some of them are just like, you have to make weird connections like that. Yeah. Ridiculous, but, what yeah. were some of, like, the weirdest ones that you've had? Uh, well, recently we had, we've had some really morbid ones. Like, we had Noose recently. That was a dark one. No. Oh, Noose? Yeah, Cadaver. Cadaver was pretty rough. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it does. I mean, there's lots of good songs for those, but it's like, yeah. you, know, you don't want to, Noose, like, you don't want to talk I, about that. My knowledge of the Misfits that go to town on. Uh, yeah, like Kidabra had the Misfits song. For uh, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's perfect with the Halloween. Oh, I guess this is going to air after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so last year, last year we on the Halloween up, the episode that came out on Halloween, just by pure fluke, the theme was Satan. Oh, man. That no way. Oh, man. Complete fluke. Yeah. Oh, we, we had no idea that was going to happen. It's all about the little miracles. Yeah. yeah, for sure, yeah. Small miracles. <laughs> I'm not a superstitious person, but if the random generator just spit out Satan that close to Halloween, I would have been a little well, bit worried. We recorded it like three weeks ahead. We didn't even think about it, right? Yeah, you're yeah. like, oh, whatever. Uh, and then all of a sudden, oh, I'm I don't know why this reminded me of that time with the Ouija board. Yeah, in this basement. Oh, man. Oh, man. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Quick. We'll, we'll take okay. this quick story. Okay, yeah, when this was, this was back from when me and Jock were like 18. Yeah. And he was living, like, we're, by the way, we're at the jam space in my mom's basement for everyone who's wondering out there. So we can <laughs> make a little more sense. He was living on the couch in my bedroom at the time. Yeah. And, and uh, this basement was just filled with boxes from my stepdad because he had just moved in like a few years earlier. And <laughs> then, move it. Yeah. yeah. But, anyways, we, so this basement that we now jam in was filled with boxes and there was like this little crappy table we're sitting around right now and these crappy chairs and couches were all down here oh, yeah. and me and jock were you know kind of like drunk and bored so we're like we found a ouija board we're like hey let's play with this thing yeah like whatever like yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're like doing it and we're, and like, we're well, like are, this are you doing board? it like are you doing it yeah, yeah. And then like and then we're like hey well let's make this super sketchy like as spooky as we possibly could like let's think of all the weirdo cold things that we've ever seen let's put a mirror next to the ouija board let's put candles over the place oh, and like turn, turn the, the lights, lights off and then we're gonna sit there and play with it and we're doing that and we're like getting a little weirded out yeah. and, and then okay and, and he's so like oh wait why don't we start playing with this deck of no, tarot no, no. cards i didn't even like want to play with it i just like had it and i was like shuffling it and whatever and there was some like weird stuff that like was like I, I'm whether like, it was I us freaking ourselves out or whether yeah it was, it was like, probably yeah, just us freaking ourselves out. That's what I think. But like you know whatever. like the atmosphere and everything just kind of led to this like us being like ooh this is spooky yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> he I like the card. I take the top card and throw it in the and like lands perfectly yeah. dead center in the Ouija board and it's the Satan like the devil <laughs> card. So we look at like, each we other. look at each other and we just. We ran all the way down the street to our friend Derek's house. It was like, fuck this. Oh, man. And he was like, oh, man, I can't believe... Because he's really into that kind of like... like the ghost stuff. And he's like, let's go back for like... We're like, we won't go back. We need a young priest and an old priest. That is our little like Halloween spooky tale. Treehouse of Horror. Yeah, I almost feel like this guy, this show could like become a paranormal show. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like it's not the first time Ouija boards have come up. Actually, we had a ghost, <laughs> really? we had a ghost episode, and the Ouija board came up there, and the Satan when we started talking. Oh about yeah, that was a little bit of I actually heard that one. Oh yeah, you're called a you're called a witch place. It wouldn't be I know, yeah, yeah, for sure, it would fit. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, you could get one of those like shows on OLN. Yeah, be like witch police. 
Ghost Hunters. <laughs> Ooh. Well, I actually found like, like there's a, some local guy who does ghost hunting, and I sent him a message like a year ago. He did, oh, the guy who was like looking for an assistant that on Kijiji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would have been yeah. Amazing to get that on Kijiji. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was everywhere. Like, got, apparently, that guy got something like like a hundred. Or like like a was thousand. it a paying no, gig? Like, I was, yeah, like, no, it was a I job. Yeah, that sounds like the job best thing. job. Totally. He was yeah, looking yeah. for a professional ghost hunting assistant on Kijiji. Can you he imagine, got like, like an unreal amount of Just pitch. picture this: you're there was like a hundred thousand and something girls views. like asking you what you do for a living, and you're just ghost like, I'm a ghost hunter assistant, assistant, <laughs> but still a ghost hunter. Yeah. You're like, I've uh, never seen a ghost in my life, and you're just like, you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I hope to one day be a full-fledged ghost hunter. I'm gonna get my badge soon. <laughs> Just an apprentice, yeah. Uh, oh man, yeah. I feel like if I had that job, my parents would tell their friends I was dead. <laughs> oh yeah, he died tragically in some stupid accident. <laughs> I was, what do you got for a song? Let's go. Uh, uh, I picked uh, I picked Virgins by Death from Above. Uh, it's honestly the laziest connection. But I just love Death From Above and their new album. And what's the connection? Uh, they literally reference skating in a pool. <laughs> <laughs> At least they reference it. Like, mine was just like, they did it once. <laughs> yeah, no, they talk about skating, skipping school to skate in the empty pool, and it's Virgins by Death From Above, and I just was so lazy. And, and we're going to see them in January, so... Yeah, yeah. get your yeah. tickets. Awesome.
we're back. That was pretty cool. I hadn't really heard those guys too much. I mean, I heard of them for sure, but so I think uh, I think I just missed it. Or I don't know. Like I think at the time they were. Well, they only have like, like one 10. album out too. So well, now uh, they well, they had one. Now, like, now they have they, two. I thought they had three albums. They they released like two albums like ten years ago, and then they were like gone forever. Yeah, they had like, like heads up, right, yeah, which yeah, had like yeah. do it and stuff. And, and then way, uh, like, yo, you're a woman, I'm a machine. Is that not? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's their. Yeah. Uh, that was their main like landmark album. Yeah, that's one yeah, I know. Like, or like Black the History know. Month and stuff on it. I remember hearing yeah. a lot about them at the time, and just for whatever reason, I never. But that's uh, cool. I liked it. I actually didn't pay them that much mind until recently because uh, like my friend's cousin used to play them all the time, and we were. Uh, like hanging out is like the apartment that I now occupy like nine years ago. Yeah, so that's yeah. so weird. And then they released yeah. a new album, and I was like, man, I remember these guys being really good. And I picked up the album and downloaded the old one, and I was like, but not this good. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was you showing me Death from Above, like five years ago, Jacques, and yeah. that was like I was just like, oh, crap, this is so no. good. Well, like it totally just like tickles my little punk rock. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's like yeah, really sure. danceable. It, well, they're called dance punk. It's just like really aggressive, like overdriven dance yeah. music, which is. There's more. There's. I think we like. There's more of like a thing for well, that I mean, nowadays than there was back yeah, when they for sure. put it and out. And I mean, it's not surprising considering like the the guy like the bass player, the guy who does all like the melodies basically. Yeah, yeah. Like the drummer is the singer and the drummer, right? And then the guy who does all the melody for it is a bass player who is also DJ Mastercraft. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, that's where like the weird synthy stuff comes in and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I like the relic like how kind of like uh, lo-fi and raw kind of sound of those. Yeah. Cool, yeah. yeah. Uh, which seems to be a thing now too. Again, which is cool. yeah, lo-fi yeah, music yeah, yeah. and like yeah. weird dance music is like a very big thing. So like, it's the right time for them to start yeah, doing stuff sure, again. Yeah. If I yeah. could have like figured out a way to fit it in, I would have actually played "Always On" because it's hands down my favorite song yeah. off that album. It's a good one. You Wait, could've, you could have made it fit pool somehow. Yeah. <laughs> just live. So they have a just song with the word up. "pool" in it, and that's a good song. But this one's better. Yeah. <laughs> There's no rules here. Yeah. <laughs> the one rule is there are no yeah, exactly. rules. Exactly. Awesome. So I'm uh, I'm here with all everyone from Greek Rise, which is really cool. Again, because usually we have like a couple, you know, spokespeople, whatever band yeah. or something. So it's it's cool that you're all here. But or I'm here talking to all of you. <laughs> but, well, yeah, I mean, like we generally try and fit like all five band members in whenever. I was going to say there's actually like a reason for that. If uh, you want to take the reins on that one, Seamus. Uh. Well, I mean. Uh, wait. What was the reason? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're just, we like, might be thinking of different okay, reasons. Okay, well, the, like in my mind, the reason we try and do that just because, like, uh, a lot of the media we've gotten lately uh, sort of like depicts like. Duncan they keep talking Jock. about the duo. Yeah, the duo thing. Oh, yeah, which is dead. That's so old. Yeah. Though, yeah, that yeah. the duo thing has been dead since last. Oh December. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. We want to make it very clear to the world that Greek Rides is not just like Duncan and me. Yeah. It is like this. These guys are Greek Rides. Without one of these guys, Greek Rides wouldn't, wouldn't be a right, thing. Right, right. Like this is the band. Like the five and everyone here is just as important as the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Just because me and Jock are allowed does not mean we're the only ones here. <laughs> yeah, because people keep using that picture of like you two, which is totally fine with the rest of us. We're just kind of like, eh, but. Yeah. yeah, we're all just kind of happy to be there. But yeah, it's also the fact that like we're all so we all have like such different opinions and such loud opinions yeah, that yeah, yeah. it makes sense to crowd all those opinions into one room so we can all kind of be like a little bit diplomatic about getting each of our says in because yeah. it's probably completely different from the other person's. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but it's cool that they do all like, yeah. all involved in that, that aspect of it because I think a lot of bands just pick one guy or whatever to be like this is the guy who talks about the band, this is the guy who handles all the. Interviews yeah. and radio yeah, we stuff. Take, like, like to a certain extent, we do kind of like split up. Like yeah. we are, we try and split it up, well, like pretty evenly. But like, I think it's a really important uh, as a band. Like we were talking about this actually, like last week and stuff. Is like being in a band is being in a relationship just without sex. Yeah. Well, maybe sometimes with sex, but like, <laughs> you know, like whatever. Those ones don't last that long. <laughs> <laughs> but like we uh. Like, we, we spend a lot of time together. We're yeah. all trying to, like, get to a certain place. And, like, with five people, you really want to make sure everybody's, like, 
voice is heard, nobody feels yeah, underappreciated. Yeah. And yeah, like we've even like established now that like once a month we like sit down and we set aside like half an hour to just like talk about feelings. <laughs> no, it's but, like, like, like I said, the festivist style airing of grievances. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, nobody, grievances you, you know, like you don't want like things to fester and I think we're all pretty like non-confrontational people. But we're so. also very strong personalities. Yeah, so it's just like nice to have like an open floor and just sure, everybody, yeah. like that's just the way I see it. Even too. if it's like a half hour of a bunch of like dudes uncomfortably talking about their emotions. Yeah, it's I know, necessary. No one's cried yet, so yeah. it's probably yeah. a good thing. I don't worry, like I've taken my intro to psych course, so I kind of know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. He's already diagnosed all of us. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so how do people find your music? Uh, you know, they're listening to this online as a podcast. They're probably going to be looking for ways to find your stuff on the internet. You Great. add Seamus on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Just throw me out there. Uh, but aside from, short of adding me on Facebook, which you can totally do, guys, uh, greekrides.bandcamp.com. You can find all of our music there, uh, which pretty much consists of... Right now it's one, Monroeville and Newman. Yeah, uh, Monroeville New- is the... Uh, sorry, okay. Uh, Monroeville is the, uh, the single one. that we've yeah. released. Uh, on November 8th, or we, we haven't really decided, we might, like, put some stuff up, like, a Before little bit end. closer to the date cool. so people we can stream should. it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. We haven't talked about it. It needs to be at the, uh, Festivus of Grievances. <laughs> yeah, the airing of Grievances. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you can find Monroeville and Newman, and we have, like, some other stuff. I'll let you guys, like... Plug away. Plug. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else we could even plug, because, like, does our Twitter even get used? I don't handle the Twitter. I actually, Someone else was using I, it. I was doing it, and then I, like, stopped. I, I, I actually, over. every once in a while, I, like, post on Twitter. Like, I've been trying to do it more frequently, okay. but sometimes I'm just like, ooh. So, yeah, yeah, it's like, rights one. Yeah. Yeah. We take, a, like, a communal aspect to our social media as well, so, like, different people handle different stuff. Like, uh, a lot of time, it's Seamus and I. Uh, posting on the Instagram, yeah. which is why it's like a lot different than our Twitter or what we post on Facebook, because <laughs> yeah, yeah. we just don't really care. Yeah, because on Twitter it's like me and apparently Jacques, and then <laughs> on Facebook it's Jacques and Seamus. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, like, yeah. Occasionally me and like mostly Jacques on the Facebook page, then the Instagram is just kind of me and Brendan uh, putting up sometimes stuff that makes sense, a lot of the time it's just kind of a name shit. Yeah, I like, always find myself really tempted to post stuff when I'm alone and like pictures that I've taken. Like, I found this picture that was, like, it was something about, like, a rip-off. It was the title for a poster, and the rest of it was gone. It was just so meta. I was like, this has to go on the Instagram. I stopped myself from posting <laughs> That would have been great. You should have done that. Yeah, well, I would have left. I'm learning. Well, there's, yeah. a, you know, there's, a, there's a few times where we'll, like, I'll be, like, out at the bar, like, out at a show or something, and I'll, like, a picture will happen. We are notoriously I'll... bad for drunk Instagramming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Whatever, I'll be like, yeah. this so up if you want to laugh. Like, like, one of your French girls. I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like... So where do people find the Instagram? What's the oh, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. the thing that we're plugging. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, just at Greek Riots. Okay. I guess it's not very popular since there's like that civil unrest. Right, right, so, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oops. Whoops. <laughs> uh, Facebook Greek Riots too? Or? Uh, ba- uh, it's facebook.com slash Greek Riots MB. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All of our social media is named something different yeah. because we couldn't get the handle for it. Yeah, yeah. so it's Greek it Riots MB for Facebook. It's at Greek Riots for Instagram. It's at Greek Riots one, like the number yeah. for Instagram, I mean, not Instagram, for Twitter. 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 Our and then, business cards are going to be a mess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, there's going to be like six things, I'm like, why can't... And then, yeah, Bandcamp is just greekrides.bandcamp.com. Cool. And that's where you can find music. Yeah, and November 8th, we're going to have the EP release. Yeah. At uh, the Cavern? Yeah, at the Cavern with Somebody Language and Soul Hounds. We're really excited about it. Nah. There will be shirts. There will be shirts yes. and CDs and, and, and pins. And pins, as long as I can help. And we'll be there, too, <laughs> maybe. <Yeah. laughs> I hope so. Awesome. Okay, well, if people want to hear more episodes of this show, um, you can go to witchpolice.com. There's, uh, this is episode 90-something, and uh, 
You click the podcast button. You can find all the previous episodes for free download and streaming. Um, the Moby the Galore one is really good. It is I really good. Like yeah, it. that was a good one. Um, and uh, you can find us on Facebook, Witch Police Radio, on Twitter, at Witch Police FM. And we're on SoundCloud. We put kind of like some highlights from some of our episodes on there too, and that's just Witch Police Radio. Uh, Instagram, Witch Police Radio as well. So it's all, you know, unlike you guys, we kind of try to stick to <laughs> <laughs> the no, same thing. Not even close. Yeah. yeah, and you can also hear our show on uh, Monday nights at 11 on uh, 101.5 UMFM, and you can stream that on umfm.com as well. And very, well, not recently, by the time you hear this, but there's a new uh, podcast network in Winnipeg called the Garbage Hill Network, and we're on there along with uh, Couch Surfing, uh, Warped Increased. Those are the two kind of shows that are more like like what we do in terms of music, musicians and stuff. But um, there's a wrestling show on there. There's some something about a lesbian mailman which I haven't heard. <laughs> uh, but it's like it's just a bunch of uh, you know DIY Winnipeg radio all in one kind of one spot. So uh, we definitely encourage people to check that out. And yeah, but we have one one song left. So uh, one member of the band has not cool. selected something yet. What do you got? Uh, all right. So I um, I picked "Won't Get Fooled Again" by the Who. Uh, the connection to Pools is. There's just a famous story about uh, Keith Moon, the drummer, who's yeah. a hero of mine, uh, driving a Rolls Royce into a pool, and I've always loved that story, and I love this band. Um, I actually think it kind of fits with, uh, earlier we were talking about synth and stuff, yeah. and it making like a, a resurgence these days, and I always loved The Who because they were the guys who pioneered the use of the synth, like yeah, Pete totally. Townsend was like using that those things like way before anybody else was using them, and he was actually like teaching a lot of musicians how to like use them properly so and that was back in 1971 so cool always loved them and uh yeah good way to go out all right thanks a lot for uh, having me guys yeah thanks yeah. for having yeah. us thanks so much for coming down yeah yeah cool all right uh stay tuned next week